So you, uh, do you want to lead us into the first topic that yes. you've been dying to talk about? <laughs> That's exactly what I want. Okay. So we've been watching, you know, some stuff on Netflix. Was mm-hmm. it on Netflix? No. Well, no, well the one of them was. first one was on, on Netflix, Netflix and on Amazon Prime. So one of them, uh, well, f- let me first start off by saying we, so these two pieces of art, because that's what I need to call it. These two pieces of art are two different portrayals of racism. One is a historic in a historical context, and then the other one is more of like a modern day, and it's just crazy both it of is. them. So yeah. one of them is called Two Distant Strangers. That was mm. the movie that we watched on Netflix with Joey Badass with as Joey the main Bad- character. And I <laughs> and I never knew that Joey could act like that. And then I only caught on to it afterwards, like in the credit scene, because I had like I haven't been keeping up with like anything, and I didn't even catch on that it was Joey Badass because of his appearance. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he, you know, he just looks different. Yeah. yeah, he just looks like a regular, <laughs> a regular dude. And then I was just like, oh wait, that that is Joey Badass. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, and then the other one is called Them. On Amazon Prime. Which is set in 1950s. Oh, my gosh. So, what did you think? <laughs> what, do you, what did you... So, let's start off with the first one. The first one that we watched was Two Distant Strangers, right? Mm-hmm. And I just think the idea is, like, it's great because they, they kind of adopted the whole deja vu Groundhog Day mm-hmm. thing where you wake up and it's the same day and you just live the same life repeatedly until you change a certain thing. So I think that's a great idea and I've never seen it like applied to like racism or to the topics that it was applied to. Mm-hmm. And I just think the execution was great too. Like it's a short film. It it was meant to be like an indie film mm-hmm. and it won an Oscar I think or at least it was nominated nominate, for sure. Yeah, I think it got nominated for sure. Yeah, and it's you know like it's just great. And it just like I wasn't expecting anything because I just did that thing on Netflix where you just click like random mm-hmm. selection and then Netflix just puts whatever they think you'll like in front of you. And I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. How about so, you? So just to give a gist of like what it's about, this <laughs> so Joey Badass in the in the movie, he's trying to get home to his dog. He like, you know, spent a night with a girl or something. And he's trying to get home to his dog the next day. And every time he tries to leave his home, he ends up dying at mm-hmm. the hands of a cop, yeah. of a white cop. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Doesn't matter what he changes, if he if he stays in the house and doesn't go out at all. He Every single time he re... He... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He resets, restarts. Uh, yeah, re- his his day resets all over again. Mm-hmm. And I think that there was something powerful to that. Like when I first watched it, my like my body got so tense out of like anger, like oh, like and also like impatience too, because I'm just an anxious person. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I was just like Jesus, like I just want him to get home to his dog. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. But that just goes to show like how like well they did with you know putting out that message because even I like as a white person and I know my privilege, but even I felt like tense, yeah. just like wanting you know him to to just have a safe passage to his home and get to his dog and then you just get like like frustrated watching it like not be possible Mm -hmm. and it shows 
you know that's you know everyday life for, for a lot of people yeah, yeah for black people for sure what's crazy to me is that just like you said no matter what he tried to do he wasn't able to get home to his dog because he ended up like getting shot by either police officers or a SWAT team but but i th- i think even when he stayed Spoiler alert, but not really. Whatever. <laughs> not really. I mean, whatever. Um, even when he stayed at at like at the girl's house and just like decided to stay in mm-hmm. and cook with her and stuff because he thought, okay, so if I leave the house, I get shot and then I restart. So why not just stay here and yeah, just prolong and it? Yeah, see what happens. Right? And then the SWAT team broke in yep. because of the number on the door, like just just coincidentally, like it was just flipped, and so they thought it was like thirty. 39 i think was the apartment where where they were trying to like break in and there was like like drug dealers and stuff and then his the girl's apartment number was flipped and broken and so it just Uh, happened that they broke in and then they were black catch that part but that's crazy yeah that's the reason why they broke in and then i think even on the swat team it was the same cop Mm. dressed in swat uniform i'm pretty sure so that's why it's two distant strangers so i guess the distance obviously is the race uh, different, like the race different outlooks, different right. upbringings, different value systems. So, so it's two distant strangers because what sets them apart and what creates the distance right from the jump is that one is a white cop and uh, one of them is just you know a regular black. I think he's like a young adult. Maybe he's in his twenties or something. Yeah, in the movie. yeah, twenty something. So, yeah, I mean that right away, and then like you said, the different upbringings and stuff. But I think it it's even more than that. Like I feel like it's not even about upbringings anymore. It's just it's it's become such a personal and like personally embedded thing in people mm-hmm. that it doesn't even have to be their parents' fault. Like some people just just like fall feel into the that way pattern. that they feel, and it's like it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, some people just fall into that pattern regardless of like upbringing or parenting. But what I found interesting is that even, um, I forgot what I was going to say, even even when they did a completely different route where he tried to reason with the cop and he tried to explain everything and he tried to humanize himself and Mm -hmm. establish a human relationship, it didn't work out because the cop just ended up betraying him at the end. So mm-hmm. you are taking on this like ride along where you think that they're bonding over stuff yeah. and they're talking about like um, horoscopes and they're talking about just just who they are as people, about their own personal girls, preferences, about, yeah. music and all that stuff. And then they get to the final part and then you're, you're, you're just left surprised because you even think you're like, oh, like this is enough to break that distance between these strangers and to humanize them and like understanding who one another is and then but it's not so i i think at this point it's just it's just in their dna like it's just a mindset where you just can't shift it no matter how hard you are like people are just too stubborn to change themselves and that's why i hate the people that overestimate the power of a conversation when it comes to things like this you you can't have a conversation about things like like these types of topics and then expect it to just all blow over. Like, okay, now racism doesn't exist because we all sat across from each other and had a conversation about it. It's just mm-hmm. it's something that has to be tackled in a way that it just I don't know, just breaks down the the power because I think that that's what it is. And I thought, and I was gonna say that I thought. I wasn't surprised at, you know, 
him betraying him at the end because I think that the powerful will always prey on the powerless. I think so, yeah. And so he knew that he was powerless and every single time, you know, because he explained it to him and he knew that every single time he was, you know, meeting the same destiny, the same fate of dying and then restarting his day. And then I think that that just fed into the power more. And then it was like, oh, I have that power over you. All right, well, we're going to keep doing this every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't care because I get a rise out of it because I'm I'm here and you're down here. Because mm-hmm. it already sets him as a minority for, you know, being the race that he is. And I think, I think that that's honestly what it comes down to is like it comes down to diminishing power. And so if you take away the power of the people who have it, then. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of cops um, get into that career and into that profession to obtain power to begin mm. with because i think it's just it's an easy access to power so it's so it's like winning the lottery right a lot of wealthy people who become wealthy through the lottery like their wealth just doesn't withstand the test of time like mm-hmm. they, like a lot of them go bankrupt because they don't know how to manage their finances they don't know how to manage um, their investments they don't know how to invest like they think that oh i won the lottery so i'm just going to splurge and just buy everything that i've always dreamed mm-hmm. of and so they have no control no self-control and I, and I think that power is the same thing when it comes to just becoming like a cop or becoming like something along those lines because you just obtain the power super easily quote-unquote by you know getting a badge and getting a gun and then you think oh i have all this power now i'm gonna do whatever i want but like you're above the law. You're yeah. A lot of cops act like that. Yeah. And they act as if they're above the law. Like they could do whatever they want. Mm. And that's the problem. It's like it's just you have to build up to that like that threshold and that ability to hold all that power in your hands. And a lot of them don't. And the training is super subpar too because you see all these like overweight cops. Yeah, and stuff. that's that's what I I was gonna Makes say no that sense. too. I think that the way the like the way that this system needs to work is. People need to go through a vigorous, like, what do you call it? Training, um, conditioning. Like, yeah, like training and conditioning, but not just physical. Like, I think you need to do like a mental, like you need to test their biases. You need to test like, mm-hmm. I think you, I think there needs to be like extensive, like personality test taking done in order to become a cop. Mm-hmm. Because the number one thing that you need to do as a cop is de-escalate a situation it does not matter like whatever the situation is it, like and and what we see too is that the situation doesn't even need to be escalated and something still happens so it's like mm-hmm. even then because they're the ones who can't de-escalate themselves yeah and because they have no yeah, self control they they have no control it's like yeah. they like you said they have this badge they have this gun and that's it like it doesn't matter they can have body cams now and it doesn't make a difference it doesn't change anything no yeah so i don't know i think i just think there needs to be like extensive test taking like i find it absurd that you can become a cop as easily as you can Mm -hmm. it's just crazy to me because that's a profession that you need to be an empathetic person you need to be open-minded you need to be like it's It's very similar to buying a gun. It's like they don't do much of a a screening. Yeah. If that makes sense. So they don't screen for mental illness. They don't screen for 
any like emotional disturbance. disturbances mm-hmm. or anything along those lines. So a lot of cops have anger issues. Yeah. And they go towards that profession because they feel like that's a way to like relieve themselves of that ang- like anguish. Is anguish, 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 yeah. Anguish of that, like, because also a lot of them were bullied, and that <laughs> was also showed in this movie too. He said that, like, during their ride along, they were having like a heart to heart, yeah. And then he explained that he was just bullied a lot growing up, and he just didn't want to be bullied anymore, so he became a cop. Mm. And that's a lot of reasoning and justification for a lot of people. Like, they just want to be seen as like these superior beings that other people just revere and and and, respect fear but like respect in not a good way sometimes no they don't respect so people are more fearful now than they were maybe 10 years ago Mm -hmm. of cops because of everything that's been i think just unrevealed through media yeah i think because i think it's been like it was a lot worse back in the day but it's just like there weren't that many smartphones and that many under the rug yeah like nobody saw it or if you saw you just turn the other cheek and just walk away but now everybody has a smartphone. Everybody can film it. So if, you know. And it's like we know the real story. So here yeah. it is. And that's actually how the cop who killed George Floyd faced um, three Trial. three counts of, oh. of being guilty. And he, he got um, tried as guilty mm-hmm. is because a bystander. Is that how you call it? Is bystander, that how you call it? Yeah, yeah, like a bystander. Uh, they use that footage from a bystander in order to accuse him like not accuse him uh try him as guilty mm-hmm. so yeah i think that's interesting and now there's a new uh like a new um law no like a new death that happened and her name was michaela i don't oh, yeah. i don't know her last name but she was 16 and she got shot four times in the chest because she was going to be jumped and stuff and then yeah. she called the cops to help her exactly. out and they ended up shooting her which is super ironic like, oh my gosh! Well, because she had a well, she had a knife in her hand, and then that's what people are trying to make logic out of. Is that because she had a knife? Like she, she seemed get, as a threat. Or she whatever. seemed yeah. she appeared as a threat, so it's okay that she got shot. Like a sixteen-year-old who's trying to fend for herself. Like yeah. you should de-escalate the situation, and that's yeah. what you need to do as a cop. Like it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. call for, like I don't know. It's yeah. just crazy to me. I've seen a lot of videos of like other cops from other countries, like Canada, for example, where they de-escalate the situation where like someone's like armed, mm-hmm. and the cop literally tackles the person and risks their lives to unarm them and arrest them. Right. So like that's an extreme level, which I don't see like any American cops doing at all. Like if they see a knife, they'll shoot you. If exactly. they see a taser, if they see pepper spray, they'll black. probably shoot you. It, especially if you're <laughs> black. Yeah. I feel like because because we saw that that like teenage white boy, he was holding like an assault rifle just walking or something, down just walking down yeah. the street, going towards the cops, and then they gave he him water. He could have been crazy too. Like he could have yeah. been a psychopath and just like <laughs> caused a mass murder right they, there. They gave him water. They like they probably gave him like a nice bed to sleep in at night. Because I don't think he got arrested or anything. I mean, I don't know the story because I didn't read it, but yeah. I saw the way that he was treated just throughout the freely. situation, yeah. right? Versus like you've seen like black people holding a a pack of candy or something, and then boom, just because it was in their pocket or something like, or they reach for their yeah. wallet and their glove compartment so, or something like that, and then they're shot crazy. on sight. Yeah, no, yeah, and it's just crazy how far back this goes to like in the other show that we watched the um, oh yeah you could talk about it it's called them and it's on amazon prime and we highly recommend it um that just shows again it's crazy to me it's crazy for a lot of reasons but one of them is just seeing compton 
right? The city in the Los city, Angeles yeah. that everybody knows to be like the the home of our rappers. Uh, yeah, and... like the the greatest rappers of our day mm-hmm. come from Compton. Kendrick Lamar. Ken- Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> um, Dr. Dre comes yeah, from the, Compton. Mm-hmm. Um, Ice Cube comes from Compton, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NWA, like the whole crew, comes from Compton. And then you see Compton before gentrification. Mm. What does gen- is gentrification is, when you yeah gentrification is is when they um try to include no they they so it's they industrialize a place in order for um like minorities to move in and and inhabit that place yeah, if yeah, that yeah. makes sense yeah, yeah I don't know I don't know exactly the meaning but it's it's basically that so that's where it, gentrification usually happens in like for example like uh. Newark or downtown Newark is gentrified because that's where they were pushed to like move into mm-hmm. like so the uh, government, lower income and minorities and so the government gives like a stimulus in in a well not not a stimulus but they give them um an incentive like an incentive right to move into that exactly. part of the city because yeah. of like low rent maybe or job low opportunities rent and then for like that. low costs of like things around Living. and stuff yeah. yeah. Yeah, so to me, it was just crazy to see Compton just completely white the way it was in the fifties, and just to see how how that one family, like that one family coming into this predominantly white neighborhood, a hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent white, mm-hmm. just made every like makes the whole show like just that one thing, and then like I don't know, it's just viewing them as subhuman viewing them as animals viewing them as like anything but human yeah and that show portrays it brilliantly like i just really really liked the way that but again like a lot of people review this series and they Mm -hmm. and and they're trashing it because they're claiming that um the media is utilizing black people's historic suffering for entertainment right and how Hollywood does this a lot with like twenty, uh, I think it's twenty years, uh, twenty-one years, uh, slave. twelve years a slave, twelve years a slave. <laughs> yeah. Great movie. I can't even remember the title, but I really love that movie. Um, all like all these historical, I guess, depictions of just human nature and how like humans were in a certain point of time. People are, you know, just not accepting of it. But I think that there's no other way for you to treat a damaged. Uh, a damaged issue without addressing it directly like you have to showcase to people the full extent of the suffering the full right. extent of the pain that that race went through well not that race but those people but they were viewed as a different race of human right, beings right. but we're all like one like one race exactly. right but like it's like this segregation of just thought and perception of viewing different like pigments of skin as like being different and like just completely different is crazy to me it's just wild i i personally like <clears throat> the show what really stuck out to me was like the psychological aspect of it mm-hmm. it was it not it didn't show what we're used to seeing which is like the like for example police brutality like um uh, is that what it's called Police brutality. Yeah. yeah, like like um, you know, cop on black, you know, uh, violence and stuff. Mm. It didn't like it didn't really focus on that. It focused on like the psychological toll that like overwhelms a person from 
going through like the experiences that they went through because they were so detrimental and and it showed at first only in the mom so i don't want to spoil anything but it showed at first only in the mom and like everybody else in the family kind of views her as like crazy because she well i'm not going to spoil anything but you know something really hard happens to her um that she just hasn't been able to overcome Mm -hmm. and it had to do with you know whites yeah. you know white people yeah. taking advantage ba- of basically people, yeah. dehumanizing her and mistreating her and you know taking away from her and yeah. so it i just thought it was interesting to like not just interesting but it was it was scary like it i was scary. i felt like that show is super creepy by the way yeah <laughs> like the I camera felt, work the the soundtrack the like everything yeah just i actually keeps really like the soundtrack the it it was it was well like made for sure hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is the first piece of content that I've consumed that has caused me to like have recurring nightmares. Mm. And that's when you know that a horror film, a horror series is good when it makes you have nightmares. Like yeah. I've, I, I don't remember the last time I've had nightmares like this. Like maybe after watching Conjuring, like one of the Conjuring films. <laughs> I wasn't scared of those. But, <laughs> but those like, th- like, no, like those I really fuck with. But like those really fuck up with my head. I, but this no, one, but you know, out a this bit. one, I would like I would get scared. And the scariest part of this show is like isn't isn't just i don't know how to explain it there's like an eeriness to it only because i'm i like i was talking about psychological toll and obviously we see like stuff in the shadows and whatnot and i think that that is what really did it for me because whenever i would like leave the room like i was Mm -hmm. just scared and the irony is that these things in the shadows are white people (laughs) and Mm -hmm. i was scared like i'm scared Scared of of whatever the fuck was showing in that show you (laughs) know what i just realized is how genius that is that the director managed to make us afraid of white people yeah I think that that's the main takeaway for them and then, is that you're just scared and horrified and you're always looking around to see like what the white people mm-hmm. are going to do. And I think it gives us like a first eye view, like perspective of just how black people live in America. It's like they're yeah. always paranoid looking out for white people, like white people are always like plotting against them yeah, and stuff yeah. and just trying to like take them down, kill them, hurt their family, rape them, mm-hmm. murder, everything. And then it just makes you paranoid. Like the whole show, I was scared of white people. Yeah, like I was creeped out by them. I was creeped out. I was uncomfortable whenever Mm -hmm. like, but, and it's interesting because then they show the contrast of how these, you know, what's crazy though, is like these, like the white people in the show, they weren't fearful of the, of the black family. They were kind of like disgusted by them. Yeah, it was like repulsed and like wanting to just like, get them like out of their town and stuff like Mm -hmm. there was no like fear of them like oh no no like don't go near the house like they wanted to 
like instigate they wanted to you know mess with their heads and like they went to crazy extents to really like drill that down do you do you know what's crazy too is that what you just said right like they like like they weren't afraid of them at first but any time that they demonstrated any like pushback mm. like when she would scream everybody be, like became terrified yeah yeah or when the husband would like act on something and like you know like arm himself mm -hmm. or confront someone they would be like oh whatever because i think it also showed and i'm just realizing this now and i think it's also genius is that we're so used to the idea or these characters at this time frame, like they were used to the idea of like their grandparents, like you would talk to a black person and that black person w would normally be a slave. Right. So there was no pushback. So that's how they expected this family to act in mm -hmm. this in this like newly civilized generation that it was edging towards. So like when they would talk to them, they were not expecting them to scream back right, or to right. like confront them or to even slap, slap them and some hit them, like break a leg or something like that. So it just like made them like you could see that break of like of flow where where yeah. they're just expecting you to just take it and take it and take it because you've been taking it for 400 plus years yeah exactly and then like in those moments they don't and they're just taken aback they're shocked they're terrified and, and also it's like even if slaves did ever you know revolt like mm -hmm. the consequences were so severe severe that and and they would have the power like even if they did push back like they had the power to do something about it mm -hmm. and now when you're in a civilized well not so civilized but now where you have free blacks in this show and you know they're buying houses and stuff and they're moving into your town you can't really go and do whatever the fuck you want without having some type of like retribution for it mm -hmm. because then you become a murderer like now you're not just a slave owner with you know what i mean mm -hmm. so then there's like a fine line now where it's like they have to be more civilized yeah because they're and forced they're, to yeah but then they they really aren't only to an extent but they still are pushing their limits and still trying to like degrade this family they are yeah. like degrade them and just like push them to the absolute like limits yeah like uh what's the word i was looking for like brink of of destruction and brink, just like yeah. collapse and stuff Bec and oh go ahead sorry <laughs> because i feel like they're doing that in that thing of like oh like you hit me first mm -hmm. no you hit me first no you have because yeah. because then you can claim self-defense exactly. and that's what they wanted like they wanted to push them to a point where they wanted them to do what they expect black people to do which to, is like, like murder and kill and like act like, like yeah. animalistic and just like do whatever they portray so them to crazy. be in the show and then it's like i i think the self-awareness of the characters too is amazing Mm. because uh, again without spoiling it one of the characters um imaginary friend would even tell him like oh like um act act like a beast of the fields mm -hmm. beast of the fields and then you see him just being self-aware of like oh i'm gonna give these white people what they want mm -hmm. you know because they want me to act like a beast they want me to act like a savage uh whatever it is right and i, I just really enjoyed that because of like that complexity and that depth of it like no one was ignorant to anything mm -hmm. both the white people were self-aware and completely aware that even maybe like their own actions or their wants were kind of like like um edging towards insanity if that makes sense because a lot of the white people kind of just decided to move out and just get away from that craziness yeah but the ones that stayed they even started contemplating like oh like maybe i'm just going crazy maybe this is too much or stuff mm -hmm. and you could see that change and shift the mentality in them once they realize that 
having a black family in your neighborhood does not hurt you or or does not do anything to your life. Mm-hmm. And the more they realize and, and the more the show expanded on that, the more they just, you know. But but still, a lot of them just wouldn't. A lot, a lot of them give just up. yeah, they they would not like. No. They would not stop, and and what's interesting is the ones who did it, they they suffered. Ironically, <laughs> like that's yeah. all I'll say. Like you kind of get a, a like a like a sense of like rewarding feeling out of just watching them finally get what they pay, deserve. like yeah what they deserve. But what was I gonna say? I, oh, I was I was gonna um, mention there was one scene, and this scene was the hardest to watch. I, I don't recommend this. Sh- like, I wouldn't recommend this show for people who, you know, maybe have like past traumas of you know anything done to you out of r- racial um, differences, or maybe not even out of racial differences. Just just, just like done yeah, to just you like in general. general yeah. But it's it's a heavy show. Like, it isn't just eerie. It's not just a horror. Like, it shows stuff that probably, like, obviously did happen and stuff yeah. that does happen now. Because and it's hard to get through, but... Because I think that if, you, if you're a fan of, like, Jordan Peele, right? Like, Jordan Peele's Get Out and Us, mm-hmm. we're kind of on this, on this realm of, like, of, like, sci-fi fiction still, you know? Because he inserted, the, like like these absurd con- like concepts that right. could ultimately maybe be true or could happen you know like you have a doppelganger um you um encounter this family who does the thing with the brains and removes the bodies and <laughs> yeah. stuff which is super sci-fi and super crazy but it's not relatable because of that like i'm sure you can think in your head like oh like if that's true that like that would be crazy now this show the difference is what you said is that they show you the full extent of the the, the grotesque treatment mm-hmm. and just the violence and the trauma like they make you feel it like they bring you with it to a point where i was cringing and i caught myself cringing whenever i saw something crazy happen yeah because it's just it feels so real it looks so real like it's like holy shit like and and you start questioning like can they even show this on television like how like how did they get this yeah. approved like like what was Jeff Bezos thinking when he came to the show? He's like, but oh. the, he was, he's he like, just oh, it. all right. Yeah, I was gonna say there was there was one scene that the writer actually dreamt it, oh, and yeah. he was so afraid to. His name's Little Marvin. He was so afraid to write it out because he didn't want it to be real. Like he didn't want it to come into existence just because of how heavy and how like just. I don't know. It was a lot. And but then he said that it haunted him for two days, like the that scene replayed over and over in his head of the mm-hmm. dream that he had. And he just felt the need to write it. And then it they depicted it in the series. And it was one of the hardest scenes to get through. Mm-hmm. Like it was episode five because I, Ep- I remember yet. I just just in case, like if you if you need a skip out. On an episode, in case you you know nah, but can't handle you can't it, skip out on episodes on a series like but, that. But but some listen, some people are highly upset, and I and I understand it because, mm-hmm. like you said, they're you know using black suffering as a form of entertainment. But then but then again, it's also 
to send a message and to trigger people who don't even understand what it's like. It's to give them a real glimpse of what it's like. Not just, like I said, not just the videos you see going off on social media of like blacks getting shot down by cops. Like it's mm. something crazier. It's like the psychological impact that it has that like, just like the Joey Badass one, it's like every single day he woke up trying to like counter this like power that was against him and and then in this one it's like same thing like it was this recurring like trying to get these people to just leave them alone mm -hmm. and they were just haunting them like not just in the external world but but like you know mentally haunting them yeah and yeah anyway so I, so as i was gonna say like i don't think a lot of people can handle it i think a, like there's there's just an extent of like how much you can like watch and endure yeah. and i would just like warn against like if you do want to watch the series and like let's say you you know don't really fare well with the, the explicit content that's portrayed in it then definitely skip episode five because it's probably the heaviest i think of all no yeah and i i think what they're doing is like they're starting a conversation just like you said like they're trying to bring the like people to the table mm -hmm. and people are very reluctant because they know or they fear the intensity of it and the only comparison i can draw right now like right off the bat um and it It'll sound like a weird and super random comparison, and maybe it's not like a, a valid one, but the Passion of Christ movie, mm. to see Jesus suffering as much as he did, like that's a movie where I, like, I'm just mentioning it because every single person, especially people who are older than me, who like watch it or whatever, like, like they cry during those they scenes. Cry. They say that, that, that the movie is just really sad and that it's not like an uplifting movie because of all the pain that's being transmitted through the scene right like their heart just kind of like crumbles their every heart time. crumbles yeah. and stuff yeah because you're seeing the extent of human suffering on screen and yeah. i think that what them did very well is that they just did that as well like they they showed the extent and different variations of it because they give you a whole um array of ages you mm -hmm. know like they they give you a little girl's experience of being black in america at that time they give you a teenage girl's experience of being black, black at that man. time a black man and then a black woman mm -hmm. and so you get the whole gamut kind of of what it is to be black in america and especially at that time and to think that not a lot has changed from 1950s to now yeah. is super mind-blowing too but oh not really gosh. at the same time because then you understand it's not. Like, what... like I'm telling you I wasn't surprised like yeah. cuz this this is what happens like people in power abuse their power and that will continue to happen and this is why people want a completely restructured you know police system is because we have no like no trust in cops anymore like I don't care what anybody says like I personally don't well, I, I can't say, but like even I personally don't because it's just like these people don't have the humanistic qualities to to, to handle protect. a situation like that. Then, you know, why would I, you know, I don't know. It's just you it's know. just you get you get more frustrated that these are people that you call for, you know, you confide in you, you need for help that you go to for, you know, to, yeah. you rely on them to protect you, to protect you. And then yeah. they're, they're the ones like killing. So then it's like, 
I, I think it just gets to a point where it's like nobody should even turn to them and just don't give them the power at all. But then it's hard because like like I said, you need them. Yeah. Like they're the ones that are going to like that are going to go there and fix whatever the situation is or, yeah. you know, handle something. And I think if that a lot of people violence or whatever it is. The only people who trust cops or who, I guess, endorse them are people who maybe have friends who are cops or mm. maybe have relatives who are cops. Because that's the only way that I can see, especially now in this current zeitgeist with everything that's been going on and that's that has happened. It's very hard for you to instill trust. And trust is the fundamental structure on which any government entity need mm-hmm. like needs to function on you know like you can't live without trust and that's like any relationship like if we're in a relationship if you have a friend or whatever once there's no more trust there's nothing left like right. you can't build anything on that like it all crumbles just sand mm-hmm. like there's no consistency there's, there's, there's no, no morphing structure beneath it anymore. at all it's, yeah it's gone. so people who support cops are usually just you know just know a cop or they're friends with a cop yeah. or their uncle's a cop or whatever and that's understandable because you created a relationship so you trust that person but maybe not because they're a cop but you trust them as a human being first right, right. and that's what's lacking as in society a companion, yeah. as a, right that's why i really enjoy and i get a lot of joy out, like out of watching videos of like cops who go into um like less fortunate neighborhoods and they just park their car and they just like give ice cream to kids or mm-hmm. or 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 they play basketball with kids and they just bond and just tell jokes and they're just humanizing themselves right it, like to an extent where they're preparing these kids to like change their perception of what cops are and I think society needs more of that I think every school every public school especially should welcome cops to go over in uniform and just like play and just talk to kids and just like have a heart to heart because then that'll more because kids are the next generation as cliche as that is kids are the future so if you don't have kids like understanding what these people are and who they are then there's there's no trust no i get that and i understand it but i think it needs to be more than just kids because that's where like that's where it i don't know how to explain it but it's easy to do it with kids because these are, you know, innocent, you know, there's there's nothing that you can but see like even then. But anyways, like it's easier to do it with kids. But I would love to see cops doing stuff for, you know, like minorities that are already aged. You, you know what sure, I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you if you caught. I don't know, like if if there if you caught a a black young adult in a situation that wasn't the greatest, and then, but but you didn't you know attack him to the ground or something, and you just talked to him and you know gave him, like I feel like that's what cops need to do, and that's why I get upset when people say, oh, but there are good cops out there. Sure, like of course, but it doesn't overrule all the like all the bad ones Mm -hmm. like you can't say like oh but there's like good apples on this tree when there's like like maybe all the other ones are rotten all the other ones like 80 percent are rotten so that tree has to go like that tree is not producing you know good apples you have to plant something else exactly you have to grow a new harvest and that's the way that i see like this i feel like the whole system needs to be like restructured like i'm not saying no police system like i don't believe in that i think that we need it uh to an extent like we need someone to call on when there's danger when there's whatever and i just think that it just needs to be restructured there needs to be screening like you said there needs to be testing there needs to be just 
uh, and I think the even the present cops that are cops now need to go through that. Mm-hmm. And if they don't qualify, they don't qualify. Get a new job. Do something that that's physical labor to get your anger or whatever it is out. And that's why they do that in the military, too. Like, they make you take anger management, like, not anger management, but they they test if you need anger management before they accept you in and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Because you can't be a liability at war. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's just, it's more than just interacting with, like, kids in in black communities. It's it's deeper. It's, like, more than that now. Like, it needs to be, I don't know, it, it, it needs to be showed, like towards older black people because that's what we see it happen like to the most that's why i don't believe in the whole thing of like defund the police Mm -hmm. i don't understand that at all because if anything police need more funding so that they Mm -hmm. can create more complex um complex I, i guess programs where they're like they need more resources right cops Police departments need more resources to better screen for better professionals, and they need more resources for education to better educate both emotionally, mentally, spiritually, in all facets, these professionals who are meant to help us, who who are meant to be relied upon. Like, we rely on these people Mm -hmm. for our lives. Like, like the, the thing that everybody values the most, these people have to guard. And they have to help, you know, sustain and whatever it is. But that doesn't happen. And then people are saying defund the police. All I'm thinking is, like, that's going to just create an anarchy. Like, that's just going to create, like, it's a catastrophe if you yeah. do that. At that, Like, that doesn't work at all, I don't think. Because then you're already getting this thing that's already crumbling and you're just, like, just just throwing stones at it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not helping you're build it, it or anything. Yeah, you're just crumbling it even more. I, I think it's, like not defund but if they are getting the funds then they should be utilized in a way that's productive you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like it shouldn't just go towards more hiring more police or whatever the case is because i don't know how the funding of police works but it needs to be done in a productive way like you're saying towards education like towards teaching and and towards like i don't know really breaking down the the career of being a cop because it's sure. it's just more than riding around and pulling people over who are speeding it's more than than whatever it is like and we saw the other day like a cop pulled over two black um guys mm-hmm. and i was already like oh my god watch something happen yeah like, no and I, it's like crazy. every time i see it, i'm like here we go like mm-hmm. watch imagine this ends up on the news and we just like drove past it and yeah. then because it's, that's what we think, and that's yeah. probably what they're fearful see, of. See, so now. like, yeah. what does that tell you? If that's the first thing you think when you see a video, when you see like it happening in real life, the first thing you're thinking is like, "Oh shit!" Like some like something's gonna happen. You don't have security like of mind because you're just worried. You're just concerned, and that's where there's red flags all over. It's like when you're more concerned about uh, a cop. If a cop is involved in a situation, you know, mm-hmm. you feel even more concerned. You're like, oh, my God, like something's going to happen yeah. versus feeling like at ease. Like, OK, it's like they're going to handle whatever it is because you can't feel that way anymore. No, there's just too much of like there's too much tension going on. Yeah. And right when we were passing them by, there were already two cops there. Mm-hmm. And then we saw and two more cops one. coming on the other side of the road and they turned mm. to like a system. So it's like, 
like why do you need that much force for two that much backup for for two they were probably speeding or something whatever it was but that's my point it's like i don't know it doesn't make sense you're just at a point where you they've just become so unpredictable that you don't you don't know you can't even tell which ones are good from the bad Mm -hmm. if that makes sense no it does i'm just checking to see all right so we're almost at an hour we're like five minutes shy of an hour uh do you want to wrap it up sure and let's just leave it at that leave it at that right maybe yeah and then just let us know um let us know in the comments or wherever you're listening to this hit us up on instagram Mm -hmm. hit us up on tiktok um and just let us know what you guys think of this episode if you guys if you've guys if you guys have seen them if you guys have seen mm-hmm. two distant strangers what your opinion on on it is yeah what's your I take like do you just... do you think that it's uh it's worth even existing like do you are you against it you know being produced yeah. are you not and do you see it being more positively impactful or negatively impactful yeah because on people, the culture on right. society in general people were saying that it's like it's only creating more divide and there was a lot of white people like angered like oh you're portraying us as psychopaths like mm -hmm. hey man like we didn't do that you guys did that that. you guys did that back in the day like and some of you guys still do it now you guys had hundreds of years to check yourself and you didn't so now you can't complain about yeah i think it's so funny that there's reviews of like white um watchers saying that like Mm -hmm. saying that they that they're they're angry that they were portrayed that way like sir please or man Mm -hmm. Like, come on. This is a Wendy's. Okay. (laughs) Let's keep the Karen. We we don't. We don't. We don't tolerate that. Okay. So let's end it on that. Um, Karens should not be tolerated in society, and they shouldn't be. um, I don't know. Yeah, we're. You know this. This episode was definitely more of a. You know. We just really subject, but. We just want, really wanted to speak our piece on on those two f- yeah, films that we saw, the the film and the series. Because we personally, like, I don't like to w- use the word enjoyed because I didn't get, like, joy out of it. But no, it was no. just, like... It's impactful. Both, yeah, both of them just, like, changed my perspective even more so. Like, yeah, for sure. As, as if the Black Lives Matter didn't do that already. Like, this just did it more. Yeah. And I think it's... Like some people will view it that way and some people won't. And oh, some okay. people will feel angered and feel triggered and feel upset. And and I and I don't understand it if you're white, if you feel that way, because get over it. Like mm. that's that's the truth. That's reality. And that just goes to show the people that do feel upset about whatever is portrayed in these two, you know, pieces of art that that just shows you know what they really are i think i, I think know. it's great and effective if white people are feeling uncomfortable that's mm. great because that's exactly what we need we need more white people yeah. feeling uncomfortable about topics like this i feel uncomfortable for sure i'm just yeah. like ugh. yeah anyways we'll end it on that um All thanks right. for listening thanks for watching and stay tuned for the next episode <laughs> peace out